0: Uh, My name is King Molasses. Um, Sometimes I go by Mo. Um, I started with just Molasses and uh, King was added on because my Instagram was at King Molasses and people just always read it straight through. So I adopted King in front. Uh, I'm 32 years old, turning 33 this year. Uh, And I'm a drag king and performing artist based in Washington, D.C., Uh, I've been doing drag now for, give or take, um, a little more than five years. I started in late 2018. Um, I did an open king night, open mic night situation. Uh, Nobody knew I was doing it but my then partner at the time. Um, It was a pretty quiet sort of debut, at least in my world. Um, And after I performed, I pretty much got pulled aside by a producer being like, all right, what right, we're doing this, huh? So what you got, what else? Um, and that was really the invitation to sort of continue this as like an art practice and a craft. And that is how I um, define drag. Um, it is an art form. And um, it's one that I have now sort of taken on as part of, hopefully, my, my career for a long time. But it's also just a practice that's really helped bring me to myself. Uh, a drag king is a person who calls themselves a drag king. It's, it's pretty simple. Um, I, I, I get this question a lot, you know, what is a drag king? Or moreover, what is the difference between a drag queen and a drag king? Because I think people are more familiar with a drag queen or understand in some kind of way, have an idea of what that looks like. Um, I'm very much the same. Uh, I just present the way that I present and name myself as king as part of that community. Um, It's the one that when I uh, was watching drag, when I saw drag kings perform, I felt able to see myself doing it. Um, whereas I had watched Queens perform for a, a number of years, just growing up in, in, um, well, not even growing up, um, cause I didn't have a context for drag, um, up, up until I went to college in Baltimore. I would say, um, the, the textbook or what people think of a drag king is if you apply the same sort of logic to drag queens, right? Drag queens are um, mostly AMAB or people assigned male at birth. Um, Not always, but often and very much portrayed in mainstream media because there are um, women, people who are assigned female at birth, Um, sometimes they're the same, sometimes they're not, that are also drag queens. um, And there's some very famous ones. Uh, When it comes to drag king, I think that term kind of like, it usually uh, sparks an eyebrow raise, uh, mostly because the population of drag kings are usually AMAB, or excuse me, um, assigned female at birth, but then presenting um, in a masculine type of way. Right. Um, not always. Of, of course, there's there's no monoliths here. There's a lot of nuance. And each artist, each performer um, has their own ethos. And and like to me, I kind of take it almost like a sort of myth around ourselves. Um, but yeah, I, I chose to be a king simply because when I saw other kings, I felt included. Um but yeah, it's, it's tough because, and I think this all exists in the same ethos as your question, right? Which is that when I walk out as molasses, I have a big beard, I often wear a cowboy hat, right. like I'm, I'm suited up, um, there might be some glitter, some shimmering up right. in there, right? But for the most part, like if I'm not on a stage, contextually, most people will read me as a man, right. or they will say that I am male. Um, that's something that I'm always aware of and always like have to balance when I, um, when I'm presenting as King Molasses, um, I have to understand. And it's also, to be honest, it's not that different from when I am myself outside of drag. Most of the time people just perceive me to be a man. Um, and most of the time, like I said in the beginning, like I don't correct people and I don't correct them. Not because I don't know. I don't correct them because my, I have other things to do. My energy would be wasted if I'm constantly trying to control how other people perceive me. And to be honest, when I let that go, that's when King Molasses took off. Why people are obsessed with me, regardless of whether they think I'm a guy, um, a woman who's dressed up like a guy, which is also not true. Um, People are connecting with something about me or my performance. That is what matters to me. Um, And it matters to me, not necessarily in a public facing way. I'm not trying to be altruistic. I'm not saying like, I'm here to change your mind. I'm not here to expand your world, but in my expansion as being King Molasses, I offer you an invitation to think differently about how you see and receive other people in space. That is drag for me. You know, I was raised a child of immigrants, the first girl, that's every day. People's assumptions, their judgments, their guesses, their estimations of people often reduce who we are and our intentions. I don't think anyone is um, free of that, that dynamic, that tension, right? So like I asked you because I honor that for you. Um, and I am a person that because I do this work, I, this, my sort of ethos around drag is my ethos in life. Right. Because at the end of the day, like I said, when I take all of it off, when I walk outside, I'm still aware and still um, prioritizing my safety, given how people may approach me based on who they assume I am when they look at me, if they are are able to look at me. Um, It's interesting that I was asked as an alternative because I don't think also a lot of people, this is my first time with The Dirty Show, um, it's my first time working with Jerry and, and these folks um, and also in general like people, most people just assume that I am just th- this is boy drag um, and like I said, if you assume it's boy drag um, and you're still sitting and you're watching the whole routine uh, this boy drag is going to look different than any type of boy drag you've ever seen because it's not that you know, it's not important for me to be right. It's not important for me to, to make sure that everyone leaves with a particular lesson learned. Like, it's up to you all if you want to open your eyes to see the fullness of what being a human can be. Um, but as it were, I am none of those things. Um, I was born and I understood myself to be a girl until that understanding was not correct and not in alignment with who I actually was. Uh, That was prior to drag within drag. It's only strengthened to be honest. Um, I think the ability to put something on and take it off really helps. Uh, The famous adage that RuPaul says is like, we're all born naked and the rest is drag. Right. Um, It is a really great quote because literally everybody, everybody's performing all the time, right? We just decide to make this a practice. And that's why I say art, um, excuse me, that's why I say drag is an art form. Some people think drag is a way of life. Some people use drag as a way to find who they are. Um, there are a lot of narratives around um, people who are trans who enter into drag and find safety in that space in order to explore their full personhood. Um, I don't seek or wish to gatekeep anybody who comes into drag with their own prerogative. I think that's what makes this this whole thing work. This is how I was able to enter, right? Because when I saw one perception, when I saw one type of drag, I was like, this is great to watch. This does not center me. When that context shifted, it did. And that speaks to like art, like. People have their favorite basketball teams or their favorite like uh, like their favorite franchises in sports. People have where they're from, how they represent it, the way you talk. All of those things kind of come in and you can bring that into so many facets of your life or it can just be you, you know. Um, So, yeah, I think a lot of a lot of people have asked me in lieu of The Dirty Show. Like, what's it like to be a king? Like, how do you feel? Is it different? Like, you're always by yourself. Like, like, are you always by yourself? I don't really see. I've never really heard of a king before. I'm pretty used to that um, at this point. But I am excited also for people to understand that it's not that complicated. That this, in fact, is... What we all do, Um, I'm just kind of saying the quiet part out loud with the way that I look and the way that I move, with the music that I choose. Um, I do songs by everybody. Um, My personal understanding and belief is that Black people own all music. I do music by white people, white women. Stevie Nicks is one of my favorites, for real. I love Feist. Um, And then the next night, I'll do Ludacris. I don't care, I love music, I'm a fan of music, I'm a fan of emotions and strength, right? I'm a fan of femininity. To be honest, if you watch when you watch my performance tonight, you're gonna see a lot of feminine movements that no one will really clock that way because again, they're caught up usually in the spectacle of the transformation or my presentation um, as someone who is masculine but my hands are on my hips, (laughs) you know? I'm walking with a shimmy. Like, I wear sequins, I like to shine. These are feminine things. I have no fear of leaning in or exalting my feminine as a drag king, which I think is also unique to the narrative and the understanding that people have when they think of a king. I'm always preparing. I, I wish I lived a life where I had like dedicated time during the day studio space to, to sit, to, um, ideate and then practice as as choreography. Oh, I'm okay right now. Thank you. Um, yeah, like I said, I, I, I wish I, 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 and I do hope to live a life where I can sit, go to like a dedicated studio or, um, practice space, um, do blocking for my routines, like set choreo. Um, but as it were, or as it is right now, um, my preparation for drag is that um, I'm a headphone kid. I always have my headphones on. Um, I'm listening. I listen to music every day, almost like just several hours a day. I listen to, and I think a lot of drag artists. I guess if you are a drag artist that centers performance, um, live performance, uh, music is your bread and brother. Um, excuse me, your bread and butter. Uh, vocals, sound. Um, so all like in preparation for a routine or an act, um, when I have one, I identify a song. Um, I usually do so pretty quickly. Um, that's usually the best case scenarios when I know exactly what I'm going to do, um, as soon as I get an offer. Uh, when I don't, it usually is just like, Oh, I got to think this through. And then I got to go through all my playlists and sort of sit and think. Um, but for a show like the dirty show, um, I knew pretty quickly what I was going to, at least one of the routines that I was going to do. It's one that I have been, um, I had been saving for a while. Um, I'm often someone who doesn't like to repeat acts, which is very ambitious. Um, And it is, but I'm very good. Uh, And I am, you're going to see. And when I listen to music, uh, I think a lot of musicians do this. And I used to hang out um, and be roomies with a lot of musicians. Uh, you're listening to every part of the track. It's not just the lyric or the melody. Um, I'm listening to, like, how the percussion um, relates to, like, the bass, if there is a bass in the track. Um, If there are horns, how they embellish or end up, like, taking solos in place of what would often be sung, right? Um, This routine that I'm doing tonight uh, is uh, I'd Rather Go Blind by Etta James. It's a live version that she did um, later in her life um, at Burning Down the House. Uh, There's millions of recordings of her doing this song. Um, But what I love about this particular one is that she's speaking to the audience as she's singing like sometimes she's directly doing it sometimes she's like you know what i'm talking about and you just hear this raspy voice almost isolated you would almost think it sounds like a man um and the crowd's just like y- into it it's it's such a rock star dynamic in this very quiet blue song about yearning right which is often such a feminine point of view when we talk about love in music um There's such dimensions to it, and it has its foundation in blues. So for my character, um, if I call myself a character um, that often dons a sort of like cowboy, a little like dark hero aesthetic, that came to my mind immediately as a great marriage. Um, It's also a song about sex. Like, straight up. It's literally, I I would rather go blind than to see you leave me for another girl, right? And if you're going to leave me, I'm thinking about all the good times that we had. Like, that is strong to me. And as a drag king, I find that, like, that is very intriguing to me. That's a fun space to play in. Um, I would argue that it is both very masculine and very feminine if we want to categorize them in that way without compromising either one. I think some of the greatest female vocalists um, of all time manage that super well. Stevie Nicks, Tina Turner, Etta James, Diane Warwick, these just constant, so many, um, Shaka Khan, uh, Sheila E like we can keep going especially in black women as well like these people are so strong with their emotions that um, when you listen to their music you listen I listen to the fullness of it and my goal tonight is to capture the fullness of Etta's emotions when she'd say I'd rather go blind than to watch you walk away from me um so that's the goal that's how I am when I'm at my best I'm relating to the song on an incredibly personal level I don't do songs that I don't like I don't take requests um but I also happen to like a lot of different sounds and a lot of different types of music so the practice is literally listening to the music so much and then ideating and brainstorming how do I look when I'm saying this lyric in my head. And then usually um, in the times of COVID, I'm wearing a mask. I'm usually lip syncing like in my mask constantly. So most people don't see me and it doesn't freak them out. But um, I'm usually mouthing lyrics when I'm at the gym. Um, In the mornings, I try to go on a treadmill for like at least 30 to 45 minutes and just listen to my tracks before I start the day. I find a lot of drag performers are scrappy like we're working we work uh other jobs too so we got to like fit in where we can practice wherever we can so it, it it doesn't look like I'm always necessarily it's not like a blocking sit down here's this dance routine like it's very much uh finding me finding the music and the music finding me yeah um I can be found on Instagram, uh, at King Molasses, uh, Twitter as well, or X, um, that app scares me, but I'm there, uh, King Molasses on all platforms, um, as well, uh, I'm super excited that at the end of the month, I'll actually be performing with, uh, Sasha Velour, um, from RuPaul's Drag Race, um, in New York, so I'll be performing on nightgowns, so, um, if people want to stay tuned, they can uh, go to Sasha Valore's YouTube and Instagram to see more of my performances. Um, they can also obviously uh, follow up with The Dirty Show as well to look at more details for me. Um, I perform everywhere all over the country. I'm, I'm looking to, honestly, I'm not shy about it. I'm really good at it and I'm looking to make it big. So I hope that it's pretty easy to find me by, by the end of the year.